Saudi Cup and welcome to another episode here for the Funk Report, Mindful Media and Communication. As you can see from the thumbnail slash headline that you clicked on before you hit play, we are talking about, well, something that, that just happened at the time of recording. We're talking about um, influencer boxing, YouTube boxing, whatever you want to call it, because... Well, as you know, like media is obviously what 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 really interests me, but also martial arts. So that's two worlds colliding right now. I'm not sure if I'm happy about it. So let's 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 jump right into into it. Right in in that that universe of is it a universe of combat sports? So in that universe of combat sports, right? Nothing right now sucks up attention more like celebrity boxing. Yeah. So here in Thailand, we have like. The Muay Thai Mecca, for example, right? Lumpini Stadium with like the amazing fights. Like we just had like a fantastic fight between between Tavantai and, and uh, Smoking Chonatavat, for example. Um, before, I mean, Super Bond is on fire right now. We had Super Leg versus Rod Tank. Like fantastic fights, but no one probably heard of those. But of course, you all heard of uh, Logan Paul versus Dylan Dennis and Jake Paul versus Nate Diaz and... And KSI versus Tommy Fury and or whatnot. So yeah, so this celebrity boxing sucks all the attention away. And uh, the, the, like I said, those recent fights in the celebrity boxing realm, they had like all those YouTube stars on there, and they draw millions and millions of views. Despite, let's be honest, delivering like all the technical skill of I don't know two drunk uncles fighting over the TV remote, if you will, right? Uh, so today we explore why followers still tune in through theories like the parasocial relationship theory, talked about this before, agenda setting, um, hypodermic needle, and more, because we also really closely look into how is postmodernism to blame for that? Hey, Jordan Peterson. And we also look into the society of the spectacle, um, whether or not that's something we can we can utilize here as an explanation why why this is still working. So let's jump into it, okay? A second time. So yeah, the celebrity boxing circus is growing and growing and growing and growing. And yeah, for decades we had like those occasional novelty fights between celebrities, which drew like some curious eyes through like the promotional Chutzpah, I want to say. I learned this from Ariel Hermani, I think. Did I pronounce it correctly? Ariel, let me know. So, and, and limited entertainment options in, in this time, right? Because there wasn't that much choice to what are you going to watch to be entertained. But now this recent rise of, of social media influencers like the Paul Brothers um, obviously opened the floodgates to like a new species of pay-per-view. And yes, I use this word on purpose, circus. And it's not the fight circus that we have here in Thailand, by the way. Check out social media fight circus. That's funny. It's like a real, it's like a real circus kind of thing. It's actually, it's actually an insult to any real circus. Sorry. So suddenly, like those internet celebrities, right, with zero, like zero actual boxing abilities, they they leverage their their mostly youngish follower base into like major pay per view sales, like rivaling actually the sales of real fighters. It became like the perfect shitstorm. Internet fame meeting like spectacle absent substance. <laughs> and there you have it. Apparently that's all, that's all we need right now. Yeah, so promoters, of course, realized um, tying influencers to boxing, yeah, that they give, the, give them like an, an immediate built-in audience of millions and millions in the rock's voice. Uh, even lacking those skills, right? 
And then, of course, you add some flashy trash talk as media hooks, and there you go. So this illustrates like agenda setting very well, the agenda setting theory that we discussed on the podcast before. And a second one I want to add today, the society of the spectacle, okay? So more than this in a second. So internet celebrities, right, they are being commodified into entertainment products. So we all are familiar with the Paul Brothers, for example. If you are part of Gen Z, you probably know Salt Puppy. Um, so it also commodities, more or less, these days. So those internet celebs are commodified and then just presented to us. And we're like consuming it, obviously. right? And this whole hype train, right? This internet boxing hype train, it's all built, I hate to break it to you, it's all built on lies. So uh, to, guarantee, to guarantee the like, celebrity cash cows win and generate hype, promoters intentionally, of course, pick opponents with like, nearly like zero chance to, to threaten their draw, right? I mean, there's, and I'm not saying it was, but there's like um, stories out there, conspiracy theories, if you will, that said, for example, that Hassan Rahman Jr. was um, paid off to actually lose against Paul. I say that's out there. I'm not saying that actually happened, but the, the, the stories are out there. I mean, we all saw how Ben Askren did. We all see. We all saw like how how all the opponents of, for example, the Paul brothers or of KSI did. A case I was ridiculous, for example, right? So of course they pick people that they that they can win against. So it's rather than fair fights, yeah, the priority is like. It's like scripting victories because you know you're going to win to like advance your personal storyline as the influencer, right? And of course, while you advance your storyline, you also advance your brand. Um, yeah, and there, has, there are no competitive ethics there, which, which usually drive combat sports, right? So martial artists, you want to have this competitive ethic, like who is the best man, woman, whatever you identify as, who's the best martial artist? That's not the case in influencer boxing. And this now leads me to the next theory, like because it's a hallmark of postmodernism. Hey, Jordan Peterson, yeah, where narrative matters more than truth. Now, the in-ring product lacks any integrity. Does it really matter in our society if there is integrity or not? Is the question. Hmm. And so, postmodernism kind of explains celebrity boxing's rise, if you will, like postmodern theory. Like helps to explain this a little bit. Like why why does celebrity boxing resonate despite lacking substance? A postmodernism rejects grand truth and rejects objective merit. Okay, so it says, well, anything can be real that you want to be real. Yeah, narratives and hype supersede reality. The hyperreal. So anything can be real to you as long as you accept it. So you're saying, hey. Salpapi, the Paul Brothers, whatever. To me, those are the real fighters. And that's why you care. That's why others care. That's why the whole hype happens. Yeah? So celebrity storylines and manufactured drama around the bouts, Dylan Dennis, Logan Paul, um, matter more than actual legitimate athletic skills. Yeah, likewise, also, the postmodernism expects individuals to consume spectacle passively based on... Yeah, basically ironic detachment rather than like sincere engagement. Yeah, celebrity boxing thrives on this superficial, disengaged consumption. Like, yeah, that's so funny. You're not really, not really invested, right? You're not really rooting. I mean, maybe you sympathize, but you're not really invested like, like you are with your favorite football club, for example, most likely. Yeah, so 
they actually use this this engagement to like further the hype. And this leads me to, to the this, the theory I mentioned in the beginning. There's a side of the spectacle. Okay, so that, that um, is all came to be thanks to a French uh, theorist called Guy de Boer. And he had this concept of the society of the spectacle. Okay, so de Boer, he argued that mass media converts reality into superficial commodity spectacle. Spectacles, because we see more of them, not, not just one. Yeah? So, and the passive consumers, they become hypnotized by this hollow entertainment. So, we're sitting back, chilling, if you will, sure, but just consuming passively this hyper-real stuff. That's not, real, that's not real, but we're consuming it and hence accepting it. Okay. Um, so, yes, and celebrity boxing just is the epitome of, 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 of all of this. Okay. It transforms the sport into like mass entertainment. A spectacle completely divorced from any merit. Doesn't matter who's good, who's bad at boxing and so on, right? Hype and drama displace athletic competition. If De Boer would see that, he would lambast celebrity boxing, I'm sure. Yeah, he would be, be saying like, it, like I'm trying to paraphrase his book, but he's, he's, he's going to say, or he would say, it's a drugged, they are all drugged. The followers are all drugged by spectacle without critically actually engaging in the content. Yeah, so again, that circus accommodates distractive, passive consumption rather than active analysis. But now the question is, is that a, I mean, is it a bad thing? Well, yeah, it is, at least from my point of view, but... Why are we consuming it, right? Because the fans, they pay for the personas, right? Not the skills. And maybe it's also one of the issues we have in, now, in, in modern day society. But hey, who am I to judge? Um, but the question is still like, why do those impressionable followers pay for sloppy brawls with the skill of toddlers just slap fighting? Yeah, why? Because the cult of personality, um, cult of celebrity, reigns supreme. <laughs> Your fans pay to see like those internet celebrities reenact their, their, their follower count feuds, maybe even like what we had with the Paul with Paul versus KSI way back then. Um, live in action, right? It's not the masterful sweet science how boxing is referred to. Right? It's the, the, just like this online beef put into the ring. Yeah, let's be honest. The first time we saw the Paul brothers fight, no matter of whether Jacob or, or Logan. They couldn't really throw a jab. I mean, now they can because they have they, they they do train obviously, but still, I mean, it's far far away from any real professional boxer. Yeah, but fans were like, hey, yeah, well, now we have the YouTube beef. For example, Logan and KSI now moved into the ring, so we can just follow that and see where the beef ends up. For example, example, right? And this also leads us to another theory we discussed not too long ago. Parasocial relationships. Okay, so fans develop this one-sided bond with the internet personalities. They are paying more for their presence than the skill. Right? They're like, hey, I support Logan Paul, so I'm going to buy this pay-per-view, of course, because go Logan. Logan Paul doesn't even know that you exist. And this leads us to also realizing that like, this viral hype, right, and the beef, it's all fake. 
Yeah, it's a viral hype built on fake conflict. But let's be honest, like those modern celebrity boxers, they manufacture their own hype by steering up like fake conflicts designed to go viral. Right? Back then, Logan Paul, like, and I come to the latest one in a second, but back then when Logan Paul fought Floyd Mayweather, right? He disrespected Floyd. Yeah. So that he remember grabbing the head and stuff like this. And just so that they generate some some press and some stuff. Yeah, Sal probably like faked like a scuffle with Daniel Cormier, like a, from, a very famous fighter from the UFC, just to get like headlines. Um, what happened right now with Dylan Dennis and Logan Paul, I would not be surprised if that actually was all planned. I'm not saying it was, but I wouldn't be surprised that they in behind closed doors just all faked that. So those outrageous grudges are fabricated. So it is, it, it is like WWE. And hey, Logan Paul is a WWE star now, so... Again, wouldn't be surprising, right? So in the absence of all the boxing skills, what sells? Personalized drama sells. Like personalized drama and controversy, they be become the real draw. So generating like pre-fight media circles through antics matters infinitely more than talent. And here, um, the hypodermic needle um, theory appears, right? So influencers, they basically like inject <laughs> sensationalized narratives directly into the followers of Wayne's who absorb it like uncritically, just like as postmodernism would expect, expect us to do. Okay. See, I'm stumbling over, over my words because I'm so mad at it. <laughs> and this leads us to this new species of combat sports business, if you will, right? So for like promoters, celebrity boxing represents like a business model. And it's not just me saying it, like the company behind Misfits, which puts on like KSI and Logan Paul and so on, for example, used to be a serious boxing promotion company based in Germany. That's why I know it, Sauron Promotions. Okay. And uh, I think they sold their real boxing, boxing promotion. I don't know when, but now they're involved with like Misfits as far as I'm concerned. So they realized that they're like, hey, we are a boxing promotion, but hey, there's way more money in the celebrity stuff. And it's way easier probably too, right? So they jumped all in. Crazy. Yeah, so sell, they, they realized selling this manufactured gossip completely was from any sporting merit is much, much easier. A production spectacle takes priority over competition and it's much easier to, to, to steer, obviously. And all the while, influencers gain more and more followers, have more paydays by, by participating in, the, in those sideshows, right? It's a mutually beneficial circus, even when fights them later disappoint, such as on the last card now, all the fights were terrible. Yeah, it's essentially, it's like the Disneyfication of, of combat sports, if you will. How fitting with the Paul brothers. Yeah, aggressively targeting like mass audience through hype over substance. And it's perfect display of guideboards, spectacle theory. It's exactly what we just said. So in the end, through the lens of those, those media theories like postmodernism, the society of the spectacle, agenda setting, uh, parasocial relationships, and so on, we see celebrity boxing reflects like broader media trends, right? Hype and conflict prioritized over reasons and quality. As, as consumers like the choice between now what I'm doing, decrying <laughs> the ridiculous hype or enjoying the circus, of course, remains ours. So if you enjoy the circus, go enjoy the circus. But this boxing sideshow obviously provides clues to where attention and dollars flow in our culture, right? Towards flashy distractions or substantive engagement and is this what we really want it's a great reflection of society but this again 
up to the audience, up to each and every one of us to decide. So let me know. Am I exaggerating? Are you aware of it? And you're like, yeah, whatever. I still enjoy it. So I mean, no, no, no one's getting hurt because it's not a real fight. <laughs> so let me know your thoughts. Uh, shout out in the comments, funkitpod at gmail.com if you want to shout out via email. Um, follow, of course, for more fake sports <laughs> um, at funkitpod on social media. Stay safe. Take care. Leave a review if possible. And we talk soon. Um, with less fake fights, more real talk. Until then, thank you for joining Saudi Cup. Mm -hmm.